1: Before we get into this episode of Small Doses, I want to let you know that every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, we are premiering Small Doses on YouTube, Amanda Seals TV. I'm there in the chat, and sometimes our guest is there too, and we're talking about the episode in real time, and so you get your opportunity to ask questions about what's being discussed in real time with yours truly. So join us every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific. That is 5, 6, 7, 7 p.m. Eastern. On YouTube, Amanda Seals TV, for the premiere of the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. And while you're there, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. All right, now let's do this. Small Dose Sands, self help from the hip. Small Dose we're talking that shit. Small Dose Sands, keeping it real. Small Dose with me and Ms. Seals. It's <laughs> so funky. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Small Doses. Whenever we start, I always end up like looking around because I forget that there's a camera on me, but also then I remember that you guys are listening as well. It's a lot of levels. There's a lot of things going on, going on. Speaking of a lot of things going on, make sure that you get your tickets, all my LA folks, for Smart Funny in Black, which is coming to the Novo on May 18th, all right? Don't play yourself, all right? I'm telling you ahead of time so that you can get your tickets and you can come through because Smart Funny and Black is back up in the building. Y'all know that I do not play when it comes to being on stage. So get your tickets at AmandaSeals.com. You know what else you can get at AmandaSeals.com? Smart Funny and Black merch. We got shirts, we got hoodies, and we also have my I'm not hostile. I'm just passionate shirts as well as my Amanda Seals vintage 90s tour tees. Yes, they're all there. We are so happy to finally get our merch back up and running because I know you guys have really wanted it. So make sure you go to AmandaSeals.com to get it. All right. Okay, let's get into this episode. You know, this episode really is exciting for me because I feel like one, we haven't really gotten a chance to have people in, in the house and I haven't had people, you know, in like person in a long time, like literally since the pandemic. And we haven't had anyone that I don't know. So this is like a really great person to start that with, because I found out about Shirley Rains through attorney Ben Crump's page on Instagram, where he shared her interacting with the houseless people down in Skid Row in Los Angeles. And she has a van and people come to the van and she gives them food and hygiene and supplies, et cetera, from tents to lashes. Okay. And what struck me was just her kindness. And by the way, like why is kindness striking you? Because it feels like, it is such a deficit, particularly in those types of spaces, right? Like, it feels like we are so often hearing stories about the cruelty of people to houseless people, right? There's the guy that was spraying the woman on the sidewalk. There's the legislation in Iowa, who is, I mean, this isn't necessarily just to houseless people, but they're trying to say that, you know, if you're using wick, you can only use it for certain items. Like, they're saying that you can't use wick for craft singles, you can't use wick for steak. Like, basically, if you're poor, then you need to feel poor. That's basically what they're trying to say. Like, in watching, her interaction with the community you really just remember that there is kindness out here there's compassion there's realness and there's beauty in really just meeting people where they are and it struck me and i just dm'd her to just show her like love right because that's something i i really do appreciate about social media is like if you fuck with what somebody's doing you can actually take the time to tell them What's crazy is about how many people don't fuck with what somebody's doing and they take the time to tell them. And I'm just like, you know, here's the thing. I didn't need to know you don't like me. But I really, if I see something that somebody's doing, whether it's art that I love or whether it's just like working with animals or working with people, etc. I really try my best to like just send them a message whether they get it or not. Because I'm very, I've become very big on like just send the message. Whether people respond or not is irrelevant. Send the message. Send the energy. So I sent her the message. And then I was like, I should have on the podcast. Let me just ask. And so I threw it out there. And so she replied back like so quickly. And she was just like, oh, thank you for the love. And she was like, I would love to do your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be in person because she's in LA and so i'm just really excited to get the opportunity to speak with her and i'm not going to lie like this intro is coming after the interview so i can speak like in with actual knowledge about how the interview went and it was so dope to meet a person who is such a full person you know what i'm saying like i feel like particularly in the setting that i'm in in la like you're just meeting a lot of folks sometimes who aren't really being their full selves or who aren't willing to be their full selves. And I'm not trying to shade them, but it really is. There's, there's a comfort. There's a exhale that happens in like seeing somebody who is similar like I feel like I'm my full self in whatever room I'm in and it has served me well and I'm watching somebody who's like being their full self and we got to connect in a way that I was not anticipating by any means but it just felt like it went that way because it was inevitable that if two people being their full selves connect then there's going to be like that type of of Higher vibration energy is going to happen. So I hope you all feel as good about this episode as I did. Side effects of being a good Samaritan is an understatement for Shirley Rains. And for so many people, their path of trauma leads them to hurt other people. So it's always beautiful and inspiring when we see people who have somehow managed to like wrangle and wrestle themselves from out under that to give goodness back. Now, you know. We don't know the full story of anybody, but we just know what we see. And what we're seeing is Ms. Shirley Raines is a gift to the people of Skid Row and to the people that she is helping in other places in California. And she's a gift to us right here on Small Doses. Well, as you said earlier, everyone deserves to have some junk.
2: Girl, don't they, though? Don't they? Like, girl, they be trying it. <laughs> it is what they try. They going to keep making me talk up out of my bed, girl. I'm like, they keep coming for me. And I'm going to keep responding. Listen, people, you have to understand, I'm here with
1: Miss Shirley Raines. I feel like it needs to be the Shirley Raines. Really? Yeah. <laughs> You can't come around here with all these lashes and not be the. Girl, listen.
2: <laughs> Try, well, I have to come up in your house, girl, your space. So I'm trying to get you. You know, I'm like coming to you, queen. So I'm like, let me get it together. I can't come to that queen raggedy. I wasn't dressed yet when she arrived. And <laughs> it gave
1: me the inspiration to say, well, let me bring out a sleeve. Listen. Let me bring out a sleeve. And the sleeve is working, honey.
2: It's Thank working. You.
1: I'm so honored to have you here. And, you know, I feel like. You were on your Instagram earlier today and yeah. you were saying that people were coming at you about giving the kids candy, which also like, shut up. Exactly. Y'all just be talking. Exactly. And I don't understand <laughs> it. Like, I feel like people really just are talking about their ass, like they never had candy when they were kids. Or Exactly. Like, I don't know that they're saying that like people without shouldn't have good things like the Iowa legislation. <laughs> That's what they're saying.
2: That's exactly what they're saying. Okay, You got it right. Don't sugarcoat it for them. That's exactly what they're saying. They're saying people without, that's the least of their concern. They should eat whatever they can get their hands on. They should live wherever they can live. They should take whatever job life will give them. They should have no options and no choices because you are without and people who are without lose your choices. And it's absolutely mm. ludicrous. You know, that's absolutely ludicrous, but that's the mentality. That's exactly it.
1: I just wonder, how did we get here? Like, there's such a separation. Okay, well, let me just say this. You know, as I said in my intro, when I first saw your video, mm-hmm. it was on Attorney Ben Crump's page. Yeah, And he had posted a video of you just doing what you do yeah. every day. It's not like you were putting on for no. the cameras or nothing. Mm-hmm. You were doing what you do every day. You were in your white van. Mm-hmm. And you were... Greeting people who are coming to the van to get food yes. and different, like, hygiene products, et cetera, right? Yep, correct. And what stood out was just that you were speaking to people, they weren't being othered.
0: You yeah. know what I
1: mean? Like, you weren't talking to people like... I'm doing a service for you, which I think is, is often the exchange. Even yeah. if people don't mean to do that, it's yeah. kind of like that. Then there's also, this a certain level of like, so how can, what do you need? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like you're, you know, which again, yeah. I don't think people
2: mean to demean when they mm-hmm. do that, but it yeah. still
1: can. Yeah. You would
2: just mean people where they were. It- there it is. Yeah, you people treat them like they're fragile. Yes, they that's treat the word. them very fragile. You know what I mean? Or they're very harsh on them. And I'm just like, it is what it is. I don't. I don't see people are like. How could you talk to them like that? Them who? The, what's wrong with them? You know? Wh- why should I treat them like they're fragile because they're broken? Who's not broken? Well, who's not broken? Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and so that's the thing about it. I meet them where they're at because I don't see the reason not to. When people say you're so kind to them, well, why wouldn't I be? You know what I mean? I, I don't understand why. Mm. what the what the option is. That's the part that's odd to <coughs> me, too. Well, okay, I'll, whoa. Okay, let me backtrack.
1: I think people are so shocked because it's not something we see. Like, we don't see that. Like, we don't yeah. see. It's not just that you're kind to them. Yeah. You got a whole other thing. I see them because I'm But there. you had a whole other flyness because we see you. Yeah. Right? So, she's so, like, yeah, you right. I do. <laughs> I do. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just a whole other Shirley Raines thing going on. And when I brought up that video about the sugar and yes. the kids, firstly, to actually say that you had said in the video, like, I know that I was chosen. Yeah. So, you know, there's an awareness that you have that, like, this is a calling for you as an individual. Like, this isn't just, like, charity work. Oh, no.
2: No, there's... I mean, there's literally no reason... I'm alive and in my right mind. You know what I mean? I know that I'm alive for a reason. I know that I was chosen for a reason. A lot of people don't know I started this nonprofit because my firstborn son died five days until his third birthday. So I buried a child when I was in my 20s. And then... Years later, had another child with the dad, and the dad came down with colon cancer, died in his early 30s, buried my grandmother, who carelessly left the medication lying around that my son got into. So I started burying my whole family, you know, while dealing with this trauma, with panic disorder— Totally just became a menace to society. It was the trauma of bearing a child. It was the trauma of bearing my family, but it didn't look like that. I look like the angry black woman, the chip on my shoulder. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was very defensive. I was very strong, but people didn't understand what I had gone through. And a lot of that strength was also fear, fear of showing any kind of level of vulnerability. So here life takes me on this journey. And when I'm in my late 40s, opportunity presents itself. another time for me to do something different and this time I don't know the cry for help I've been crying since I was in my 20s the same cry I gave in my 40s but something happened and it put me in the right place at the right time and I met someone who was feeding the homeless and I was like, okay, I'm going to go with you. And This I, was in LA? This was in LA, okay. Polly's Project and so I went with this organization was feeding the homeless in the back street of LA and it was a lot of LGBTQ and everybody in that area and of course, they, Queens loved my face so Queens was like, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> and girl. You nah. was beat. And I'm like, okay and they kept telling me over and over. I'm like, you know, after the third time going, I'm like, well, do you want this? And they were like, yeah. So I went home and got little supplies I had at home and, you know, took it out to the community. And they started calling me the makeup lady. And that's how I started, But my grandmother always taught me, when you go into somebody's house, you always bring something to eat. So I'm not going to do your makeup and not feed you. So at that point, I was buying pieces from Costco, getting my makeup from the Dollar Tree, doing whatever I needed to do. But at the same time, It started to heal me because I found a sea of broken people. I'm like, I've been looking for you guys forever. Like, this is my home. And it just was clear to me since seven, you know, fast forward seven years later, here we are. It's clear to me that everything I went through. Everything from burying my child To my panic disorder Which I'm still struggling with It was for this reason This is my purpose I can feel it Because there's not a person in the street That I don't relate to There's not a circumstance or situation That I don't feel And that's why I move the way I do. That's what y'all feel. What what you feel, what you see in me is that authenticity. That's what people are attracted to, and that's what they see. And that's not for a blue check mark. That's not to sit on anybody' couch. That's not to be invited to the party. I'm used to staying at home anyway. I like my home anyway. <laughs> you, I don't play well with others anyway. I like my own sandbox because I throw sand, and I love it. <laughs> don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't do it for that. I do it. I think to heal the pieces in me that I feel like I feel like I would never have a normal life, whatever that looks like. But this is the closest to normal as I can get. I can take all of my pain every day and I can go apply it somewhere. I can't get rid of it, but at least if you can drop it off somewhere for a couple of hours, it makes the load less mm. heavy. But I'm forever going to carry this pain. But it, it does give me an opportunity to release it for a little while and help somebody else with their stuff. And then realize no matter what, I am I mean, I've gone through all this. I'm still in my right mind and my health. Ch- chosen of course I mean
1: you mentioned can I say what, how old you said you were yes you said you was 55 I'm
2: 55 honey. this is Melanie where like, it's God it's God girl <laughs> now things down here is sagging a little bit but we ain't gonna talk about that Victoria <laughs> done made a secret <laughs> for that but child, <laughs> listen he ain't put them up here but they, it's okay because I accept every people yes but that's that Melanie you know I don't look like what I meant through. No, you're not wearing wearing it. it.
1: That's for damn sure. And
2: you know, and there's a reason for that. I think, and I think I'm, I know, I I know this is my purpose. I know this is my, cause I feel it in my spirit. And that's why I talk to them like that. Cause I know what it's like to not be seen. You know what I mean? I know what it's like to not be understood. I know what it's like to be in a complete meltdown and nobody take like five minutes to just calm you down. You know what I'm saying? You can't solve that. I'm not trying to solve your problems. I'm trying to apply pressure to your wound so you don't bleed out but I'm not trying to solve you know people are like well you're not getting them off the street well damn it that's not why I'm here now is it I'm not trying to solve homelessness Mm. I'm trying to just I'm listen I'm the first responder I'm CPR I'm waiting for the real help to come You know how you get the first responders and they call for the real help? Yeah, they keep you alive. Okay, that's all I'm doing. Until the surgeon or whoever arrives. Okay, so where's the real? The real help is the city. The real help is ask, Who do you feel is the real help? The people that say, Miss Charlie, you should do this. Why you don't do it? Why you don't do it? Miss Charlie? you should come here and do this. You should do it. Why do I have to do it? You're good at it. Why can't you be good at it? You pointed it out he who saw it fix it you know what i'm saying but i'm just the cpr i have a 12th grade education so i feel like if i can do all this with a 12th grade education and not a i individually a we collectively i have you know people who have been behind me and supporting me in a team if we can do this and i start this with a 12th grade education and no money and i'm still i'm still we're fully funded by social media we are still to this day fully funded by social media that's tiktok instagram facebook Twitter, that's where our money comes from. We don't get grants. We don't we don't get is any that by that. choice? No, we did it's I'm a black woman taking care of a black and brown community that they would love to see disappear. This is Skid Row.
3: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So tell
1: people about Skid Row because my listeners, I think, you know, there's definitely people who are listening that are aware of what Skid Row is. But I think for the most part, most people don't. No. So Skid Row is
2: a. Um, sorry, cut you off. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so Skid Row is a area in um, Los Angeles. It's a fifty five block radius, and inside that fifty five block radius, it encompasses about. They say the numbers are eight thousand. I think that's um, a low number due to really? the pandemic. Everything. Oh yeah. More than that. I would say it was more than that in a 55-block radius. So that's homelessness. And that's actually a great percentage sleeping on the street. You have three active shelters in Skid Row, each shelter housing about... 260 at a time Plus you throw in A couple of the Project room keys That were built During the pandemic So you probably have Out of that 8,000 at best Maybe 2,000 That you could say Can get housing If they stand in line And you know Do the process But that still leaves Another what 6,000 out on the street you know, five or six or how many thousand down on the street. So it's a great deal. And and I think, and I say five or six or more because I don't believe that that number is still 8,000. I believe it's elevated number.
1: Is Skid Row comprised mostly of people who, in your opinion, want housing? Because I feel like there's people who are like, I don't even, like, like, I don't even want, to have to be on the grid like I feel like there's people who are like I'm cool with living in a certain way a certain existence that I don't have to answer the to the man etc etc but then there's also like families who genuinely like don't have homes they don't have access and then there's also this the mental health issue Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. when you look at Skid Row like and the houseless problem in LA How do you feel like Skid Row is comprised? Of? Like, who do you feel like comprises Skid Row? Th- this is what I'm. This is a unique. Would you say that? Another question. Would you say that Skid Row is a unique area of houselessness to
2: LA? Oh, yeah. Definitely, I would say it was unique, and I'm going to go against something that you said a little bit here okay. at the beginning when we talk about people who you said, Um, and I hear this a lot, too, so I just want to uh, be devil's advocate yeah. when you say that there are people who are cool being off the grid and kind of like, I don't want housing, I'm cool mm-hmm. where I'm at. I compare that to the woman who says, you know what, I'm not looking to get married anymore, I'm happy by myself, I don't want no man She's scared to love again. Okay. Okay. So it's the fear. Okay. No, I believe that there's not. I've met one person that can tell me they actually want to be there, and I can't look in their face and see you don't want to be there. It's so scary to get back into a place of stability when you've mm. already acclimated yourself to this life of sleeping on the ground and sleeping with rats and dealing with this trauma. You get into a place where there's a nice pillow and a bed, and the fear of losing that. Yeah. I've seen people get right there mm-hmm. and buck. And so when people say, well, I've tried to help them. They just want this. Nobody wants it. They just don't know how to move forward from whatever that fear is, whatever broke them and brought them to these circumstances. That's what's keeping them down. So you can't tell me. And I don't believe that there's anybody that says it and actually means it. Mm -hmm. There are very few women who say they. I can say I'm happy by myself. I can say that, but I know what I think in my head. And there's a little bit of fear there sometimes with those things. So. I think that community is comprised of a lot of fear a lot of fear because it's a black and brown community yeah you know there's a lack of education there that can help them escape those circumstances there's a lack of credit there there's a lack of so many things that when they get to that pivotal point of change it's not just getting clean it's not just taking a chance it's oh i'm sorry you don't have where have you been living for the last seven years or i'm sorry you don't have enough of this and then it's like i throw my hands up i'm just gonna go back to the streets there's nothing for me so There's so much oppression already on top of poverty. You're not just talking about poverty. You're talking about an oppressed community on top of poverty. You know, if Skid Row, and I say this all the time and I mean this, if Skid Row was white, it wouldn't exist. It wouldn't be Skid Row. You don't have a white Skid Row. Where is it? I think that I
1: can genuinely tell you that my naivete Mm -hmm. did not realize that Skid Row was so predominantly black and brown.
2: Mm hmm. Oh, oh, majority. And now so that they've been sending the busloads of Hispanics and Colombians into Skid Row and just body dumping them. The population is actually greater. Yeah, that's why, I'm, you know, most of my videos are in Spanish now. I see you like I'm learning my I, Girl, you know, I, I, poquito, yes. Espanol poquito. poquito, but I want to, you know, I, I can't imagine again being sold a dream and dropped off in a nightmare. You know what I mean? That's what they were done. I'm sure they got on that bus for a specific reason. We've all hitched our star to the wrong wagon Mm -hmm. and bet on a dream. And then to wake up in a nightmare and then you don't even speak the language and then you've got children, it must be terrifying. I don't think Skid Row is as terrifying as it is broken, but imagine being dropped off in that when you have people who live here who won't even pass through there. So it's a terrifying experience, but I think that that community is just so very broken. I think that, unfortunately— it's <sighs> gone too far. You know, sometimes you just have to face that reality that, that it's that community, it's gonna be very Where can you put a, LA County has 70,000 homeless alone. LA County, that's a small town, girl. That's
0: I a mean, small town.
2: The, the island of Grenada is 110,000 people. <sighs> so they have 70,000 homeless in LA County. Okay. Then you got the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. Every structure that they build in LA for housing, I think the mandate or the law is something like 260 per structure. So you're talking about building a structure for 260 people. How long does that take? Then another 260, but you got numbers of 8,000 that you need to build for, not to mention that homelessness is an increasing virus. So by the time you house at 260, another 260 come, not to mention the busloads of people that are being dropped off, not to mention the other counties pushing people out, not to mention the pandemic and lost a job and natural life reasons why people you know lose their structures and lose their stability it's a never-ending cycle and if you already got 8,000 people in that cycle and you've 70,000 as a whole county how do you gain control over that what do you do
1: I'm thinking it's like there's so much land in this fucking country there is I mean Bill Gates owns actually more land than anyone in the country like the he owns more land than the government like in America. Yeah. And when you talk about like okay, 70,000 people that's a that's a city, that's a country. Like yeah, that, it is. <laughs> like, it is. It is. That's a country. It is. And I'm when you say it's gone too far because the thing about it to me is also like okay, there's no like room in LA proper. Yeah. So then where do you take people to? And then if they don't have the resources to even function as a, let me not even say that. I'm thinking this through in real time because I think that what happens is like, we look at people like you and we're like, wow, like she's doing so much. This is incredible. This Mm -hmm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. And we acknowledge that. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not a fix. Like you said, it's not not a fix. It's to maintain until the solution comes. Like I always say like, I am constantly looking at the sky, looking at the stars, wondering if something is on its way to save us from ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I don't know how we got this far without there being some method created to find solution. And when I look at the Skid Row situation, Mm -hmm. I think what I always leave out is that there's so many children there,
2: right? There are. The children are not on the streets, though. The children can be housed. The children will will be in the house. You won't find kids sleeping on the street unless the parents choose to. And the reason the parents would choose to is because Skid Row doesn't house families. They separate them. So dads are separated from children and mothers. Probably for safety reasons because, I, I mean, I guess I can see other men around children, I guess for safety reasons, I'm going to assume for safety reasons, but women and children are separated from men. So as a family, you are not staying together. So most families, if not being able to stay together, would choose to just sleep on a street in a tent with their children. At least they can stay together. It's a separation that causes them to make that choice. See how that's a choice, but was not was a choice. I see, see say, that's you not see? a choice. But see, see, how, see how people say, but you're choosing to do it. But well, are you they put rent? me between a rock okay. and a hard place. And that's what I'm saying. And then there's that homeless option of their choosing to be homeless again. You see how yes. it's a choice, but not a choice. Perfect example. Yes. So what do you do? And it'd be the same people who
1: are out here preaching, oh, you know, we have all this violence because we have all yep. these kids that don't have fathers in the home. Exactly. But you're creating a scenario where a father cannot exactly. do the home and if their kid is going to
2: get government assistance. Exactly. Now, if they're fortunate enough to get something like a project room key or something like that, that came out during a pandemic, that will house them. But the, the missions and the shelters, no, they separate. They separate.
1: Got you. Yeah.
2: When we talk about the idea of a skid row, like
1: even popping up, like... Mm-hmm. Do people, like, find their way to Skid Row who are houseless from other places? Like, do they... Besides, like, the...
2: Individuals who are dropped there, like has it become like a source point for people? Yeah, it's known. So Skid Row is known. So people, I would encourage anyone that is homeless to run to Skid Row. I would encourage the Las Vegas population due to the weather out there to make their way to Skid Row because there are more resources out here. I feel like I can help you more if you're in Skid Row. We drive out to Vegas. We drive out to San Francisco. And I'm always saying If you can make your way to L.A., I promise you I can get you tents. Because Skid Row is, one thing about Skid Row is it's an industrial area. That's what saves it. It's not a residential area. It's an industrial area. You have 55 blocks of industrial buildings, no houses, no home. So that's one reason why it's easier to set up camp.
1: And is that because like there's different laws around houselessness as it relates to industrial areas versus houselessness
2: as it relates to residential areas? I think that's just the way Skid Row was structured. It's just a lot of buildings where you can go buy. It's like a fashion garment, flower district and things like that. So I think it was made as just a an industrial shopping area that's just how it was designed okay it was just designed that way and then because of that and the hours it closed or whatever I think it just got started getting inundated by the homeless so one of the reasons that it's better for them to go there is because you can put the tents on the ground you can put the sleeping bags on the ground and it'll last a little longer versus putting it in front of someone's home right and they immediately call the cops exactly that's what I mean that's yeah yeah Yeah. I would encourage them to come there because that's where more resources are so when there's times like Christmas and holidays where more churches come out and do their due diligence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of the families you know get in the car and they drive down a skid row and they park and they wait for someone to set up and they jump out the car and they get in the line because they know this is where we're going to go get your Christmas gifts this is where we're going to go get you right food. right 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 you know right. How you see so many families come to my window you yes, know? and then I don't think people even understand. Right now, we're doing work at you know Long Beach City College. They have twelve percent of their college kids are homeless. That's five thousand kids on the campus. So we've been feeding back since- up. What? So we left Skid Row for a little bit. I was trying to, you know, branch out and do a little more things and reach them a little more, make a little more reaches. And Skid Row got dangerous. And I hit up Long Beach College because I'd heard about kids sleeping in their car. And I made a connection with the Resource Center there. And they have like a health services there. And um, actually, 12% of the college campus is homeless. By homeless, I mean, 5,000 children in Cal State University Long Beach be in their car or they sleep on a friend's couch. They actually have a pantry there where they can go get hygiene products and food items. They try to give them a little food cart so they can eat. So when I found out about it, we, we got blessed with a food truck. We did get a private grant, but it wasn't cash. It was like, I want to buy you sustainable items or something you've always wanted. I'm like, I've always wanted a food truck so we could be independent. So we have a food truck and I called it Foodie to the Street. Do you need any air fryers? Yes.
1: Oh, you're leaving here with air fryers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I got
2: three air fryers for yes. You. today. Yes, we could definitely use them. Oh <laughs> <Okay>. my God. <laughs> so, you know, we pull on campus and not only that, you know, one of the things I like to do is, is, like I said, it's not about just the body. It's about spiritual CPR as well. And we want to feel good. Mm. So makeup and hair, you know, queens need to be queens. I take out Lock twist in jail. We give them silk scarves. I do wigs. We do lashes, of course. We do makeup. You know, we've got we've been fully supported by NYX Cosmetics for a very long time. Sephora just sent us a ton of towels and makeup. Dope. So we, you know, these companies support us. Um, L'Oreal, Clara, we've had so Mitch hair color. So we take all, yeah, we've gotten Fenty, we get all Jessica Alba, we've gotten so much makeup. Awesome. And so much support. From these makeup companies. And so I realized a lot of the queens were trying to look good for school because they didn't want to look like they got out of their car. or They didn't want to look yeah. like they got out of someone's couch. So instead of them spending their loan money on that, their financial aid on that, yeah. we started taking supplies to the college. So we're out there a couple times a month and we pull up and we feed a couple hundred kids. We make sure they have makeup bags. We have an Amazon wish list and I started putting can openers and little Snuggies so they can be warm walking across campus mm-hmm. or sleeping in their car. Can openers, we also... Stock the pantry with food. We take food items for the pantry and we actually made a little Sephora makeup section in the pantry where I leave makeup. If the Queen's ever running low, they can go yep. in there and get you some eyeliner, get you some wigs. You know, I found the sister girls on campus, so we hooked them up with the wigs nice, and the silk nice, scarf. Nice. And so, you know, I don't think people realize that there are children who are trying to get an education that are homeless.
1: I can honestly tell you that I know that, but I didn't know that it was in that amount. Mm. at one place yeah that's right I mean there's always somebody on campus who like you just you know can I say in your room can I say in your dorm room can you stay? there's always that person mm-hmm. but I didn't
2: realize that it was I mean that's a significant amount of yes, people ma'am. at one school yes ma'am and that's just one after you know we we went on the news for that and people started seeing on our socials for that I've had probably every city college reach out I've had so many colleges reach out The red tape it took to get on this college campus. I think it just, the process is so hard. There's so much red tape. You know what I mean? The red tape,
1: meaning that just they wanted to figure out if you all were going to be safe? It's not
2: even the school. It's not even the school. It's more like, you know, the food program is not run by the school. It's run by a third-party program. So I have to get, you know, consent from the third-party program to come onto the campus to even do that. So it's not even the school. It's, It's going through a third party that has the food contracts. There are people that have the food contract. All it always ends up being a money thing. That's what I'm saying. Just let me go feed the hungry people. You can keep the people that you've been feeding. You can keep the food contract. But there's kids on this campus that ain't got no food. But you want me... To- Listen, this is the stuff I didn't want to do. I, You know, I'm badass. I'm Billy Bob badass. I'll just go in with some plates and just leave them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oops, I left this here. My fault. Yeah. The system is so hard. But Cal State University in Long Beach broke their back and fought for those students. They yell okay. and those teachers. Let me tell you, I saw the emails go back and forth. They were like, we need her Get it done Get her on this campus You can't teach hungry kids Girl <laughs> Now I say If your campus Gonna fight for you If they gonna Larry H. Parker The way they Larry H. Parker If they gonna fight for you Then go ahead and, and I'll be there But they fought For those students It's red tape But you have to have Compassionate teachers a Compassionate faculty Who really care There's a um, healthy program On there CalFresh program Where they You know Bring resources They teach There's a lot They have they, A safe parking lot That they promote I won't say where it's at but there's flyers they give them where they can sit there and park, and there's security that watches oh, them while they sleep in wow. their car. So it's a whole lot. It's a whole facility place where you can just sleep, and they have security walks around. You can get out and use the bathroom if you want. There's bathrooms there, and you go back to your car and you sleep.
3: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
1: I, you know, I just came back from Kenya. And we had went through a housing settlement in Kenya and went to a school Mm -hmm. for, you know, that they like it's I say makeshift in the fact that they like made it out of nothing, Mm -hmm. you know. But it is not makeshift in that it is substantive, like Mm -hmm. what they're teaching these kids, the love that they're giving these kids, Mm -hmm. the food that they're giving. I mean, they're giving them a future. And I think for so many folks, though, they don't realize that like. This is also in America, you know, like we have our own version of quote unquote slums in America. And I think that in America, it exists in a whole other way because there's no reason. Mm -hmm. It Every time I see like sports has become difficult for me to watch. Girl, say it. Say it out loud. Sports has become difficult for me to watch because I'm just
2: like, how is there so much money? There it is. I'm waiting for that. I'm telling you that this is what I'm saying poverty is not because of lack of money no there's no lack when people are like oh you know there's waste there's no we don't have waste there's no lack there's no waste thank you we have greed we have excess and this is why when people keep on saying surely are you excited because they raised the budget money has never been the problem that skid row exists money is not the reason that there's a skid row There is plenty of money for there to have never been a skid row. There is a skid row because there is racism. There is a skid row because there is an imbalance of fairness in this world. There is a skid row because, number one, we are built on stolen land and the whole land is tainted. We are, this is a a freaking cemetery. Yeah, It's a cemetery. We stole the lands. The land is cursed. But skid row cannot be resolved by money because money has never been the issue. It's just not. Opportunity. Has been the issue, you know? How do you fix it? Again, I have a 12th grade education. I'm not to feed people and love up on them, but I'm not going to act like I need you to stop answer? saying that. I'm going to tell you why. Oh, okay, because <laughs> Frederick Douglass was a whole slave, and he did not have an
1: anything great education, and he could figure out how to fix shit. Thank you. Like, there's no... And by the way, this education that they give in this, in this America ain't that great anyway. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, let's not give too much credit, okay? Because I'm watching TikToks where kids can't name five African countries. Girl! And are not embarrassed about it. Mm. Like, they like, nope, I can't name five African countries. Just for the record, Niger, Nigeria, Kenya, Malawi, and Mozambique. Okay, so... I just but they're like, I don't need to know anywhere else. Yeah. But I just say that to say that like what you're saying, you don't need to be book smart. It's life smart. And the problem is that so many people that are in power are book smart, but they're not life smart. And so they can't connect the dots between the books. And the life in order to make the solutions that need to happen in this society. And then you have the folks who don't, they're not even book smart. They just got money. Exactly. (laughs) They got legacy. Because, you know, when I found out that you did not have to have any level of like degree to be a senator or a congressperson, like you just had to have the money to run. I was like, wait.
2: I didn't know that. No. No. Oh wow! You don't have to have none of that. See, I'm also I'm so intimidated by that. I think you just need to have crowd. a high school education. I think it's it's the same as like to be a policeman. And that's so crazy because that crowd. So when are you me. running for office? Listen. <laughs> Listen, you know, so many people want me. You know, um, one of the things too is I've never sat down and gone to any of these so-called meetings. Where you listen, the two minutes listening y'all talk about what you could have been doing is two minutes I could have been doing something. You know what I'm saying? Time is very valuable to me. I'm more here, but I've got a team now, and we're we're presenting the opportunity to working on both sides. They can do that part while I stay out in the streets. You know, I think,
1: and you know, correct me if I'm overstepping but i'm i'm an overstepper a habitual line stepper <laughs> but i do think there is something to be said for making time to go in there and say things out of your mouth because you show up different in the world like you show up different physically yeah right but you also like you said you show up different spiritually and a lot of these folks get away Mm -hmm. with telling themselves that they're doing something Mm -hmm. because no one has been able to effectively come in and tell them what they should be doing because it requires a force of nature to change these motherfuckers. Like it requires something otherworldly. You are otherworldly. You don't even look like you from here. (laughs) (laughs) We all <laughs> <like, laughs> from like, you know what I'm saying it, ta- it takes one to know one. Yeah, like I've been looking at humans, like who are y'all? Like I don't even feel like we're the same. But I, I really feel like there's a need, there's a need for like movement shakers at this point. Yeah, because a lot of the shit that's going on is just people have been able to get away with shit
2: because they aren't being challenged. They're just not being challenged. They're not. And sometimes I guess I feel like it falls on deaf ears. And I'm like, you know what? I can probably go out and do this versus this. And, you know, I agree. You know, I mean, I I hear what you're saying. I think I'm falling into an awareness more of taking another chance. I think that's that fear factor of why should I go? Why should I take a chance? It's not going to do anything. I'm any not good. saying go to every goddamn meeting No, sit I know down. what you're saying. Make a make step a, in. I'm the... yeah surely yeah. rains you
1: I know, feel like it needs to be a spectacle we need to have a, it needs to be a whole procession listen, like you come into the rain, like when
2: Martin had Martin when they Malcolm and Martin when they walk and stuff oh yes. yes I want that honey I want when everybody turn their head and you just "Ooh, baby the melanin power of that movement child don't get me crunk over here in them streets now I have
1: two questions left because yes. there were two things that you said that stood out to me that I wanted to just get some more insight on now you had mentioned that Skid Row had gotten too dangerous yes what does that mean
2: for you we got shot up our some of my volunteers cars got shot up it was a just wrong place wrong time it's just it's the streets you know you know shot up as like as a byproduct of some other conflict that was going on or yeah okay yeah but you know it just is one of those things where you know I consider myself the the snake charmer you know you never feel like the snake is gonna bite you you know what I'm saying, and I, I think that's women in general. We always feel like we're the snake charmer, uh, but eventually he's gonna bite us. We always want to charm the snake, no matter how many people got bit by. We always go, I can charm that right. one. Be like, Ooh, I got I it, I got it, ouch, oh I got it, ouch, no, I'm gonna try again, ow, he keep biting me, ow, oh, you know what I mean, <laughs> bitch, the whole arm is off and shit. No, I'm gonna try with this arm. Oh, let me try with this leg, bitch. Ah, you ain't got shit left, but you just a body, but you keep trying, you keep trying. <laughs> You <laughs> was on that ring job <laughs> Ooh,
3: That's
2: a whole other episode That's a whole <laughs> other episode Honey He's called State Charmer Listen queen Listen But I know the area I work with I know the community I serve And then, you know, death threats came against me because of that situation and people were looking to kill me. Wait, I don't understand. You weren't even, like, people were looking to kill you because they felt that you had witnessed something? The conflict kind of happened in our area and they kind of felt like, you You know. You were a part of why. Yeah, if we weren't there, this conflict would have never happened. So blame someone, blame the people that are there. So, I listen, one thing for certain, two things for sure. I love us, but I'm not about to be killed trying to help you. You know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm trying to find a man And I need to live for that Child listen I was like God cannot die Listen You know how As long as I have some good <laughs> And a good good been too long. Listen, my stomach is acting up. I ain't had ice cream in a while. There's things I need to do before I go. And I'm not trying to die. Trying to, I love us. <laughs> Bitch, if I don't show up for us, what nobody do? But I took a break. But you know, I went back because this is what I realized. We act the fool, but I'm only going to be there for us. You know what I'm saying? It's like the family barbecue. It's like a family. Yeah. We act the fool. Things happen. But we're trying to go back. That's why I got security. See, that's why my security go with me got everywhere because I had death threats against me. I that's know about why, that life. That's why I got a security with me everywhere. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Security. Then I'm like, but for why? Only because I'm trying to feed. But no, honestly, I'll go back and I'll keep showing up for us because we're worth it. You know what I mean? Like I said, it's a broken community. I'm not going to say it's not dangerous, but I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Compton. I know how to maneuver myself. I'm very street smart, mm-hmm. but I also know how to help them while being protected ourselves. Can you tell me, like, when you say you have a panic disorder, what does that mean? After my son died, well, one, nobody got me help because no one thought I needed it. You know, just pray, you know, prayer prayer was taught to me with a period not a comma it was pray period well, but it's pray and pray, pray comma never, never pray, pray period people okay so um so, <laughs> so i know i didn't i was 21 22 years old when this happened i was 6 months pregnant with my oldest daughter but i had made a decision to take care of myself off myself when she was born but I got so depressed, I forgot to. Years after, I drank a soda, and I thought someone poisoned it. I found myself hyperventilating, running down the street, paranoid, scared. 911 was called, and it turns out I had my first major panic disorder. I thought I was dying. My heart was palpitating, just everything. I actually have physical panic disorders, like a mental chemical imbalance. I did years on Prozac that put weight on me. I got off real talk. I smoked weed, a lot of it. I would be real good. I smelt it. You smelled it? Okay. I damn, I, like, I tried to oh, I
1: was like, "Oh, she's in a good place. See, this is what I'm trying to say. Damn,
2: Big T told me to leave the window open. I <laughs> got I, said, I want like, my money back, Macy's. That damn Dior didn't do shit. <laughs> I was like, she's in a good place, girl. I done sprayed all that damn perfume. I'm so sorry, Queen. For the <laughs> why you apologize, I would never want to disrespect your house. No, I did we... not feel disrespect. Okay, good. I was good. like,
1: she's just calm.
2: Good girl. I'm really calm. You know, it's help my <laughs> stomach. It's for my it's my medicine, y'all. It's my black medicine. <laughs> Thank you, Queen. <laughs> we do what we.
1: What works for us, right? Mm-hmm. And at a certain point you ask yourself, like, is this really working? Or is it? I watched a Cheryl Crow documentary where mm-hmm. she has a song. She says, if it make you tell yourself, if it makes me happy, it can't be that bad. But then why yeah. the hell am I so sad? So like you just have to ask yourself, like,
2: is it actually making me happy? It makes me function of uh, the community makes me happy. Mm. You know what I mean? The community really has healed a lot of that trauma. I just, I'm never gonna be the same. Like, who buries a kid? And I never got therapy. I never, you know, have t- you since? No, I've never been to therapy. Why? You know, I am that pot that's been boiling for so long. I fear if you take that lid off, it will just explode. And... Oh, so these are the lies you tell yourself. God damn it, there she is. Oh, well, she showed up. Hello. Well, I can't understand when people use my own shit against <laughs> me. Damn it. Wow. I heard it. I heard it when I said it. Oh, gosh. Don't do that queen Why would you put it back on me Why would you put that mirror up like that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Why what would I, you hold that mirror up like that That's what we do here I'm scared. Small Doses I'm scared because I'm 55 and I'm scared to go sit Anywhere or talk to anyone And draw up memories And then close that computer down And have no one shoulder to cry Can I on. tell you something that you don't want to hear But that you should hear <sighs> Yep
1: You're not going to get the man you want until you do that Oh god
2: Oh God, that is I've heard scary. you say
1: that at least three times I know. that that's something you want, right? Mm-hmm. And it's something you deserve. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that until you do that because you're blocking your own blessing with yourself. That's my trauma. But it doesn't have to be your trauma. You have to own it. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think something that we do is we start to tell ourselves that our trauma is somehow a personality trait. I think I've, d- I know I've done that. I absolutely and it's not. I'm absolutely, I'm you are your trauma. spirit. You are your soul. Yeah, your trauma is not that. Your trauma is the thing that you have pushed through. It has shaped you. It is, you know, built you in in certain ways. But I think it's kind of like the fact that when we eat food, mm-hmm. we take the nutrients mm-hmm. and we shit the parts out that we don't need. Exactly. That's trauma. Yeah, you take the lessons you process it for the positive, and then you you have to get rid of the other part. You are not going to be any less you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I preach to the homeless. you I also probably feel like also trauma... going to stop having panic attacks. I, and I really need to stop doing that. I feel like trauma is also too... The sharp edges You know Because broken things Will cut you It's just about How you pick them up You know what I mean Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what When it comes to the homeless I'm like people are so upset That they're so sharp with me I'm like but why are you upset That they're sharp with me You know what I mean I feel like sharp things cut you It's not You're not going to blame the glass For cutting you It's about how you approached it You saw it was broken anyway So be careful how you approach it So when people go I went to the community And they were mean to me Well how did you approach them You knew there was broken When you went out there you went to feed the homeless And you expected what? That what was a very
1: expect? adept way At removing the conversation from you It really was that Wasn't was it? Really like wasn't, ninja, ninja. wasn't it good? Did you see that? She was real like, damn damn it, like <laughs> Wait girl Why are <laughs> you
2: honoring me? Stop playing me Because Listen, I do be, You know why? Because mm, I hate talking about me Queen My the followers the will like tell you But it's
1: the people like you mm. Who have Like if the people helping
2: Yes Are not at their healthiest Yes Come on, Queen. They say it. They can't be
1: at their happiest.
3: I'm, I'm
2: scared. I'm really scared to do di- it. You know. You know what's so wild is that when you
1: do it, you're gonna be like, "Wow, I was really whack for being like scared. Like, not even whack. That's not the word. You're gonna be like, "Wow, like this was actually not like I done built up a whole narrative. That's not even. <laughs> I, I know. It's you- like it's like when you have like a beef with somebody and then you start telling yourself like. But if I talk to them, then we're going to have to fight. It's yeah, going to be yeah, a whole yeah. thing. It's going to be a whole thing. And then somehow you end up having to talk to them and it's like... Okay, it. you be like, you know, it ain't even what I thought That's my was. whole life. It's people thinking it's going to be a whole thing. And then when we finally talk, they're like, oh, that's it? Yes. yes. Because I am a cancer and there's this. But if you don't make me fill out the... Oh, I
2: love cancers. My baby daddy was a cancer. And hey, my son is I a mean.
1: cancer. I love cancer. We're special. I love cancer. But we also see the things. And I just say that because... I think for what it's worth, so many people on Skid Row mm-hmm. that are living in Skid Row, it's the trauma that also holds us in place. It is. You know, and what the, one of the first things you said here was that there's so many people who tell themselves, I want to stay off the grid. I don't mm-hmm. want that. Mm-hmm. But it's fear. Mm-hmm. And if they had the access, mm-hmm. they would take it. They would. Be the change you wish to see.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you're already doing a lot. I'm saying. But, no, you're
2: right. You're right. You're right. You will be the person. But you can't sit here and tell
1: me I'm having panic attacks. I <laughs> know. <laughs> you know. And you've just been.
2: You know what I think it is? You've been through like so many lifetimes of pain. But I think I'm paying penance. I th- I know. Let me stop saying I think. I'm, pun- I'm self-punishing. I'm yes, paying penance. Yes, you are. I'm paying penance because, you know. Because you think you did something wrong. Well, you know, I met. Uh, me and my baby daddy, when my son was you know, still alive, we broke up. I lived in San Diego. I met my ex-husband, who was a Marine. Let this fool talk me into giving up my housing, my stability. Traveling around with him, got us in a homeless situation, sleeping in cars, back and forth on the Greyhound bus, back and forth to Arkansas. My Arkansas. daddy put us in a hotel in Long Beach. And my son just didn't have anywhere to stretch his legs. You know, He didn't have nowhere to run around. You know, and I sent them to my grandmother's house. She was a, my I was raised with my mother, but my grandmother was my rock. She was that nana that told me I was, you know, really a troubled child. Things happened to me starting at the age of nine years old. It didn't stop till I was sixteen. Um, and then when I found my baby daddy, I'm like, oh, finally some stability. These men ain't gonna do this stuff to me no more. Then I got pregnant. I had a baby. Life was grand. And then my baby died, and I'm like, wait, what? Like kids die before their their parent? And I you know, I didn't know what to do or process that. And um, I think I felt I know I felt guilty because I felt like if I'd have had my shit together, he wouldn't have had to just stretch his legs there. And I Can I tell you something today?
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you were a baby.
2: I know, but damn it. Sometimes you just can't say sorry, you know? But you were I a feel baby. like I'm doing so good now, and he doesn't get to see this. But he damn. does. It's just You were a baby. I know, but. You were Damn a baby.
1: It. How could you know? You were actually trying to do the best thing. You were a baby. Damn it. I you got to forgive yourself. I know. I fucked up. You need to watch Eat, Pray, Love. You got to forgive yourself. <laughs> I because I fucked up. You were a baby. And he died. And you know what? Grown ass motherfuckers is making mistakes because we don't have a rule book. Yeah. You were a baby and you were doing your best, and things fucked up happened. Yep. You're not fucked up. I'm trying very hard not to be. You're not. You're not paying a penance. You're living in purpose. Okay. Okay? Yep. I hope you carry that. I will. You are not paying a penance because you have not committed a sin. You may have done other shit. I don't know you like that. Yeah, yeah. But the penance that you feel like that you've expressed here today Mm -hmm. in this pink ass room that looks like a womb. (laughs) That's not what you're paying for. Yeah. So I hope that like when you do the affirmations that you should be doing until you go to therapy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hear you. Like reset you are not paying a penance. you are living in purpose and these people are benefiting from the fact that you are still here yeah and I got to meet you today I so appreciate so I that. am I benefiting from the too. fact that you are still here <laughs> I appreciate it and as a true cancer we cried together I appreciate it. and I we need to... cry cry I need that little pep talk I appreciate it You're not paying a penance You're living in purpose And we are so honored And we appreciate your existence And we are in this life That is so weird and unwieldy And Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any fucking sense It does not It doesn't make any sense And we try to make sense of it Mm -hmm. And oftentimes What we do in order to try to make sense of
2: it Is blame ourselves Yeah, I think so I know so I'm ready to heal you know, I am just grateful for this work because it really has been a form of therapy and brought me to this this place. You know what I mean? It really has.
1: I hope that in 2023 you choose to push through the fear of yourself oh, because you have already proven to yourself that you a baby. <laughs> so you can handle anything, I including it. you.
2: I pres- <laughs> yeah, I'm scared of me the most. I appreciate it.
1: Well, this has been a joy. I'm glad. This has been a joy. I hope you've had as much of a good time as I have.
2: I have. And thank you so much.
1: Like, I literally, like, reached out to you on DM, and you was like, I'm Girl,
2: I know who you is, girl. Come on. I have watched you, girl. <laughs> and I start crying. Come on, I loved you because you was hilarious. See, I like a I like a bad chick in a room. Like I like the I like the queens that just stirred a room up, but you had me cracking up. I was like, this chick is hilarious. You and Kid, Ke- I'm like, they don't care. I love when y'all went to events together. You were just the fool in the room. I love the character of that. I was like, I really like this lady, she's hilarious. Thank when you him. was pregnant, you would give good. Girl. No, you for <laughs> real was like you was just like mad ass. You didn't care about nothing. I'm like, I love her. You had cancer mentality in that role. You know that? You know what was interesting is that that role
1: originally started very tropey. Like, mm. I feel like in the first season it was very, like, light-skinned, bougie bitch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> and so I would, you know, I, like, the actor in you tries to kind of, like, bring things yeah. through yeah. even though the text might be written some way. you yeah. like, but if I say it this way, yeah. it has a little bit more. And so I was, like, doing that, but then I feel like the writers, you know, actually, like, over the course of time, really allowed the character to become more like the truth teller yeah. which is what a cancer is. You yeah. are
2: the truth teller. And that's why I said it was a can't. It turned because yes. I, I agree with you the first season you weren't but when you came back you were the cancer in the room was yep. like this is the truth deal with it okay and you could just kept talking yep. like it wasn't even said. Like it's not
1: like we're going to all stick here. Yeah. But it needs to be acknowledged. Acknowled- the and all. then we're going
2: to move on. Yes. Yeah.
1: I loved it. Well, thank you for the love. Thank you, my love, and keep on showing the love to the people I and will. Uh, showing love to yourself. I definitely will. Okay, and you know I think it is such a rare—it's rare that I feel like social media like shows up in the positive way, mm. but it showed me to you. Thank you so, so much. I shout appreciate out that. to the socials, and we'll get you your air fryers because, <laughs> yes. <Yeah! laughs> <laughs> I got Sakara T right down there to carry them, girl. Sakara T, come get these air fryers now. If people want to follow you on Instagram, and if people want to help because you said that you know not just on Instagram, but if people
2: want to follow you on social media and and be a part of the social media that is funding you, yep. how can they do that? They can find us at Beauty the Number Two, the word the Streets with a Z on the end, on all social media platforms except for Twitter, where Beauty Two Street. Or you can visit our uh, website, Beauty to the Org. We have Amazon wish list. Um, if you want to purchase items for queens, we have wigs, silk scarves, everything from sleeping bags, tents, and blankets, which are like essentially someone's home item. We have Patreon. We have all of our ways to donate. We also have a um, a mailing address, and people can either drop off clothes. We take clothes. You know, Lizzo was cleaned out our closet, I think, twice and donated to us. So we take clothes, which is really hard to find. So is it really? Yeah, if you have a sweet, yeah. Well, the rain, everything is damaged for them. So, I have three bags for you. Girl, yes. That's what I'm saying. How can I get them to you? We take it. We can make it happen. I got it. I got I, three bags. Okay, right now. we'll make it happen. Right now. Oh, they ready to go? Yes. Oh, well, just put the security down there with the? Truck I don't know what's. The, I don't know on the size of the vehicle, so I don't know. Oh, it's an it's SUV. It's like well, a security here with three bags of class. Okay, and the air fryer. <laughs> and I, the air I got, fries. I got security in the driver down there. They can carry that stuff. All right, girl, then. we got the capability to take that stuff. Stop playing with me, girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. If you child. stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Now, listen, you know black <laughs> folks bring enough room to take some home with us. <laughs> Facts. I'm Facts. leaving here with some. I'm leaving here with some. <laughs> 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 Glory. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly Ray. Thank you. I appreciate you, Queen.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.